Hey, it's Nate DeMeo. This is not a new Memory Palace episode, um, but I think you'll like it if you stick around. But first, I have an announcement about the next phase of the podcast. The new season of the Memory Palace, technically the first season of the Memory Palace, launches on June 21st. That is the first day of summer. And then you'll have a new episode once a week, every week, until Labor Day. So that's a whole summer of the Memory Palace. Uh, that's a little bit of a wait, I realize, but I've got a whole lot of work to do between now and then to get the season ready. And there's a bunch of things I still got to get sorted out behind the scenes. But until June 21st, I'm going to be releasing some different stuff to tide you over and uh, keep you in the loop about the new season um, and tell you about a few live shows I'm pulling together for what's looking like July and August. Um, so keep checking your feed. Uh, drop by the memorypalace.us or .org. I own both of them. Uh, and uh, follow me on Facebook or Twitter uh, and get excited. I mean, if you're inclined. I'm excited. Anyway, one of the things I'm going to be doing between now and June is uh, re-recording and remixing some old episodes. Um, as many of you have noted, and as some of you have rightly complained, episodes of the Memory Palace sounded kind of terrible for a while there. The levels were too low, uh, the microphone was hissy, um, I was kind of bad at parts of my job, and I've always kind of wanted to go back and fix them now that I know what I'm doing, and uh, I'm going to start with this episode. For a long time, this was uh, the one that people would write in about. And I even met someone the other day who maintained that this was her favorite episode of all time. It's not mine, per se, but um, I think it might have been the first one where I really felt like I knew what I was doing. Except for the hissy microphone and the levels. So, here it is. As we approach the 150th anniversary of the Lincoln assassination, uh, here is episode 11, The Brothers Booth. This is the Memory Palace. I'm Nate DeMeo. Spare a thought for Edwin Booth. First, let's remember that his brother, John Wilkes, was an actor. And if he weren't an actor, then he doesn't kill Lincoln. Because that night that Abe and Mary go to Ford's Theater to take in a show, John Wilkes Booth can just walk around and no one thinks anything of it. Because the ushers and stagehands and whatever security they had there all recognize him. He's John Wilkes Booth, the actor. Of course he's just hanging around in the hallway. And he's John Wilkes Booth, the famous actor, from the acting booths. His father was Junius Brutus Booth, England's greatest Shakespearean actor, which is really saying something. And he moved to the United States and became America's greatest Shakespearean actor, which is saying less, but is still pretty cool. The Booths were an acting dynasty, going way back. So it's kind of like if Drew Barrymore killed Abraham Lincoln. Even correcting for $18.65, the way that fame worked back then to the way it does now. Picture a world in which Drew Barrymore kills Abraham Lincoln. And then let's spare a thought for Edwin Booth. Edwin Booth was Junius's second son, and he wanted to be an actor like his famous father. At 16, he made his stage debut in Boston, in a small role supporting his dad's Richard III. He wasn't very good. And his dad, with the ego that goes along with being the two-time reigning greatest Shakespearean actor, and the belligerence that goes along with being a mean drunk, told him to stop acting. He wasn't good at it. And the greatest Shakespearean actor cannot be diminished by having his son going around in public not being good at acting. And Edwin was cowed. He didn't give up acting entirely, but he mostly spent his time following in his father's footsteps. Literally. Making sure his old man didn't pass out drunk and miss a curtain. 
But a few years later, his father was out of the picture. He died from drinking. But not from drinking drinking. He died after he got sick from drinking water from the Mississippi River, which was a bad idea even in 1852. After his father's death, Edwin threw himself into his craft. He studied. He toured tirelessly, playing the great roles in mining camps in the Sierra Nevada, taking on Shakespeare and Marlowe at colonial backwaters in Australia and in what we now call Hawaii. And when he came back, he was a great actor. He outshone his other acting brothers, Junius Jr. and John Wilkes. And by the time the Civil War came, some theater critics say he outshone his father. He was the most famous actor in America. Some said he was the greatest Hamlet anywhere in the world. So when John Wilkes Booth killed Abraham Lincoln, he was not merely Drew Barrymore. He was also the brother of the best and most famous actor in America. You might try to say it was a bit like if Billy Baldwin killed Lincoln, except it's somehow back when Alec Baldwin was a genuine movie star and Billy Baldwin was someone actually good at acting. Except that doesn't really do it either. So just imagine that Drew Barrymore today is the sister of Paul Newman at the height of his acclaim and she kills Abraham Lincoln. But again, let's spare a thought for Edwin Booth. It's 1865, and Edwin is the greatest actor in the United States. The late, great Junius Brutus Booth is now remembered as Edwin's father, instead of Edwin being remembered as his father's son. And then one night, his youngest brother kills the president. His baby brother John shoots the savior of the Union in the back of the head, while the man is just trying to take in a play with his wife. Edwin Booth is driven from the stage. He retires. Having worked so hard to step out of his father's shadow, he is overshadowed instantly and permanently by his little brother. Which is enough of a story. But I like to think about one more moment in Edwin's life. Not the one that takes place in Manhattan, when he sees a man fall onto the train tracks, only to realize when he pulls the man to safety that he had just saved the life of Abraham Lincoln's son. No, the moment I like to think about occurs in 1866, a year after his brother martyrs the president, after the barn he's hiding out in is burned, after the conspirators are hung, after Lincoln is buried, after Whitman writes when lilacs last in the dooryard bloomed, after being shocked and depressed and sure he'll never be able to act again, Edwin is coaxed out of retirement to play Hamlet for one night on Broadway. And he's sure he'll be booed, or worse. And he knows he couldn't blame anyone if they did. And he waits in the wings to hear his cue to walk out as Hamlet, to hear from Horatio about his father's ghost. And he steps onto the stage, and the crowd applauds, and applauds, and applauds. <laughs> 